Hello and welcome to the Two Boys One Cup podcast. Today, Jack and I travel to North London to see Hearn Bay take on Harringay Borough. Like we start every podcast in exactly the same way. We do, yeah. What have you been up to this weekend? Uh, nothing. I did some yoga yesterday. Did some yoga. Pretty loose. Pretty, pretty. Um, I did some meditation as well. You're like a so zen. I am so, yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling. I'm feeling so zen, ready to podcast as well. Actually, this is the first podcast where I've not been hungover for. I don't want to make myself too much of a legend, but yeah. I mean, I wish I could say the same, <laughs> making me the biggest legend. Um, I've always wanted to try yoga. I've always been a bit afraid of yoga. I think why. it takes a lot of practice. The first few sessions are super like, hard. Did you do it on your own or did you do it in the class? I did it on my own and I had some YouTube to accompany me. Maybe it's the class I'm scared of. Maybe it's being around people who are fitter than me and more zen than me and I'm, I'm a newcomer. I think that's why I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, I did it with work and they were all more zen than me and I felt out of place to be honest. Yeah, so you probably shouldn't give it a go. <laughs> okay, good. Well, there we go. Good. Another thing I'm not ever going to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it's, 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 I'm jealous. I'm jealous of your yoga abilities, but this isn't the yoga podcast. Although I wish. Or the Peter Andre podcast. The Peter Andre podcast. This is the Two Boys One Cup podcast. Let's talk about the bloody football. Well, yeah, since we've done a full episode, we have seen Croydon go out in a replay, which you can catch in the episode before this one. Yeah. Um, so now, as we mentioned in the open, that uh, we're going to see Hearn Bay take on Haringey Borough. Yeah, man. Uh, Home Bay is a team that I've given a lot of grief over the, the podcast. Um, I'm now supporting them. So um, It's I'm, been quite a hard transition, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry, Home Bay, for everything I said. Yeah. Um, we love you really, Home Bay. I think it's because we loved Croydon so much. Croydon really did like take grip of our hearts, didn't it? Yeah, completely. So apologies for that. But we are now Home Bay. We love Home Bay. Well, well will we in this podcast? We don't know. But we certainly did going into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we go into the game... We should probably learn about the new club, Harringay. Yeah, new club. And to do that, yeah, I mean, you've you've hinted at it there. We need to hear that jingle, don't we? We do. Let's play it. New club. New club. New club. New club. New club. New clubs. New club. What the hell is that? It's a, it's a new club! <laughs> <laughs> so, Harangay Borough FC... Founded in 1907, they play at Coles Park, which is actually on White Hart Lane. So right down the road from Spurs, which is pretty cool. Their manager is a guy called Tom Lazo, and his phone number is actually on the uh, <laughs> website, which is kind of weird. So you could easily ring him up and um, wind, wind him up a bit before a game. Uh, maybe if you're a rival fan. I'm not saying you should do that, anyone listening. Um, maybe we should call him up and interview him at some point. Yeah, that could be good content for the pod. <clears throat> do you think that would annoy him? We call him? No, we won't call him now, but... We could call him at some point. We could, we could call him now. Do you want to call him now? That's not calling him now. Let's not call him now. <laughs> uh, we'll see how far we can get. Yeah. We when can... we go out, we'll call him up and abuse him. I want to call him up and give him a good tip. I offer him we've been to one of your games. Yeah. I think you find that a bit tedious. Yeah, I think you would as well. 
Tom Lizzo. Well, we'll see. We might call you up, Tom Lizzo. <laughs> Who knows? If maybe he's listening. Yeah, I was going to say maybe he is listening. Yeah. Um, I thought they'd have loads of famous former players. They don't seem to, which is weird because they're so close to Spurs. But what they are famous for is actually their last year's heroics in the FA Cup. They reached the FA Cup first round proper for the first time in their history, and they only just lost to AFC Wimbledon. Uh, I think you remember that game. I remember that game. I do remember that. One of my very good friends is a Wimbledon fan, so I remember him mentioning that. Um, and it's kind of when Harringay became most kind of entered the public consciousness. I think absolutely. It was yeah. It was on the BBC, so that's always good. Exactly. Good yeah. chance for that. Um, and yeah, cool. They nicknamed the Borough, uh, which was something we heard a lot of that game. Their fans were bloody loving they were brilliant, it. Brilliant, weren't they? They were singing from start to finish. The most like kind of like active fans we've seen so far on this journey yeah I mean we've been talking about chance this is definitely the first kind of set of chance we've got and I think when we were planning the podcast this is something we really wanted to get involved with, with yeah kind of have a few drinks and sing along with a lot of the fans and really get it's a really good kind of way to uh, get the ambiance of the club kind of thing we haven't really been able to get a flavour of the club at Croydon or at Home Bay or at Virginia Water um, because they haven't done any chance but this kind of gives you a vibe of what matters to the fans absolutely and I can't remember any of the chance no not saying enough. all of that that's annoying. They did have one slightly precarious one, didn't they? Yeah, so at one point they started singing Right Wing Scum out of our club. Yeah, it's not... A, I uh, realise it's quite as political. Yeah, it got quite political. And then what's interesting about that is, only about a third of the fans sang that one. That, that really did divide the uh, stadium. It did, didn't it, yeah. It was a strange moment. Um, I've had a little Google. Do you want to hear about what I found out? Yeah, that? please, tell me. So an article released after the game, apparently... And I don't, I'd be interested to see if you remember this. Apparently, there was a Northern Ireland Herne Bay flag at the game. Do you right. remember this? Nope. So, they were asked to take that flag down. Yeah. Because they believed it had something to do with the Ulster Unionist, Unionist Party. Right, okay, yeah. DUP? Which, Is that DUP? The UUP. The UUP, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Um, and they were asked to take it down. They refused. Okay. And Herringay didn't take it any further. So, but then it came out later that actually the flag had nothing to do with the UUP, it was just a Northern Ireland flag. Oh, okay. Harringay had to issue an apology, and even the EUP, who weren't even involved, shouldn't have been involved, did get involved and say, actually, we're pretty good. We, we you know, we're instrumental in the Good Friday Agreement and have been massive. Wow, massive, I didn't realise it was quite Yeah, it goes quite far. Reaching. This goes but, right to the top. And I'm guessing that's what, it's, that, what the chant was about, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I, I know that... Um, I don't know if Herne Bay is in the Thanet constituency, which is Nigel Farage's constituency. You obviously have maybe something going on there. Yeah, something something right wing. That was my other thinking at the game, but fair enough. It was I mean, a weird one. It yeah. was a weird one. It was a strange one to hear the fans sing, and such a small proportion of the fans is what made it kind of strange, wasn't it? That not really everyone got involved. That makes me think that not everyone really knew what was going on. No, I mean you said yeah, definitely, definitely not. Yeah, um, but weird. One well, of our weird sort of stories of the game so far. Um, Maybe we'll see something else about that. I, mean, I didn't think um, this journey would get so political so quickly. You, know, right. you, you never really think of English football as political. You always think of, so you hear stories of Europe about uh, Atletico Madrid are the working class club and Real Madrid are the, yeah. the rich club. Uh, and you get similar sort of things with Milan and Inter Milan. Um, and you just wonder, you don't really, that doesn't, you ne- never seems to come through in England. Not really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about the working class team and the the, the rich teams. I mean, we, yeah. we follow the Premier League, and basically every team's insanely yeah. rich. Even the poor teams are rich. Um, I suppose if, if you're dividing up through right and left, probably Lazio and Roma are the best example. I think Roma yeah. are slightly more left wing and Lazio are slightly more right wing. But but maybe we're going to see more of it in this this journey, which is, which is cool. Yeah, it's good to we're getting a bigger, better picture of 
football. I don't want to. Obviously, I don't want to have any sort of uh, upset, any sort of right wing drama. Yeah, true. <laughs> as I said, as it, it was cool. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't that cool for everyone. It was obviously quite upsetting. For I also <laughs> never thought we'd be comparing Roma and Lazio to Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, very much the modern day Roma and Lazio. Well, the first thing to note is that Harangay Barra were massive favourites. Um, Herm Bay were in the division below them, and Harangay were in really, really good form. They're second in the league at the moment. Um, having said all that, uh, the opening period was pretty even, I thought, Jack, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, they all had good chances. I'd say Herm Bay might have the better chances. Actually. I think Herm Bay were the better side. In fact, we discussed that at half-time, didn't we? I think, uh, yeah, both sides created chances, and Herm Bay's Zach Anser, do you remember him? He was the guy who put Croydon out in the last round. Yeah, number He eight. looks really, really sharp. I think he was nine, but I'll let you. Sorry, <laughs> we'll Google it afterwards. But yeah, he did look really, really sharp, and uh, I thought both teams, you know, looked looked pretty good. It's clear, perhaps. I think for the first time, we've kind of encountered a side that has a clear style. Did you think that? I thought Harringay, Harringay were a pretty good passing side. I think that might be due to the fact that they play on a three G pitch and they can kind of have a consistent surface every week. But I thought for the first time we had a team that had a clear way they wanted to play. I felt in the first three games there was a lot of defence up to attack and straight back at them kind of playing ping pong whilst this I felt the ball was on the deck a lot more uh, kind of begs the question what level uh, could you be a passing side if that makes sense and we kind of thought non-league football would be a lot like yeah. rugby a lot of hoofing it up in the air and then and we've been proven, kind of, proven wrong a bit haven't we yeah you're absolutely right I don't know I, I, I wonder if Harangay just well coached well drilled and came out there knowing exactly how to beat yeah, um, Bay. Like you mentioned the 3G, 3G pitch have they come out and think actually these guys don't have to play the way we play they can't, can't yeah. match us it's also interesting to think how Premier League tactics affect non-league tactics obviously it's nowhere near the same level of, pl- uh, of skill but at the moment in the Premier League there's you know pressing is seriously popular people you know Poch yeah. um, Klopp Guardiola love to press and I felt like um, Haringey came out with the intention of Breaking a press, that that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's all it all trickles down. Yeah, I think so. to say that the skill's different, well, it's all relative. The other team's skills the same as you. Yeah, so exactly. It all kind of adds up. And so I sometimes I watch a non-league side, I think, wow, these guys are amazing. And because they're playing at against a team that kind of lets them play that way. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit slower and a, and a bit sort of more. Yeah, you know, skills. Anyone can do skills. Yeah. It's more. It's more just the pace of the game, isn't it? So there's no reason why a, a team like Karen Gay can't play the Pep Guardiola or the Klopp way or the Pochettino way. Exactly. Yeah. And definitely, I think for some of these managers, you know, we saw with Prop, Klopp yesterday, um, with Guardiola yesterday against Norwich. Um, you know, these ways of playing are their religion. I yeah. think they're, they're so so important. To them. Actually, having said that, that kind of must have infiltrated, infiltrated into our heads because at halftime we had a pretty deep chat about religion, right? Yes, we did. Let's go to that. What did you make of the goal? Um, good header. Um, came from a set piece. It's a good free kick and stuff. Um, yeah, kind of. It's good. I can't really much to say about that. Uh, There's a few more. There's been a few good chances there. I think keeper. That he wasn't. The, yeah, it definitely wasn't the goal I was expecting. There's one clear header for him. Herbert should have gone in. Yeah. Um, Harringay fans went absolutely definitely. mad. Definitely. I thought there should have been more goals near it. You know, than one nil. Yeah, it was a lot of chances. There's loads of chances. Um, and I think Herbert will. Although in a changing room now, probably feel like how are we behind or how are we at least not drawing this game. Yeah. So, um, but we've seen the Herne Bay boys come back before, famously. And yeah, that's true. So well, you, you've rightly noted that whenever we seem to go to these games, it's sunny. The sun has come out. Every, everything for four games in a row now. Oh, yeah. one time was one was night time, I guess. But follows us everywhere. It's always been sunny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah, it's uh, everyone's behind the podcast, even even God Himself. 
What's even who? Even God. Even God, yeah. Who? God. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this God. No, I think God could be behind the podcast. Yeah. Everything's going reasonably smoothly so far. If God support a team, who do you think he'd support? Uh, I think God would support Maccabi Tel Aviv because he's Jesus' dad and Jesus is quite into his football in Israel. So. That's a Zyko team, isn't it? Yeah, Ma- Maccabi Tel Aviv. If Jesus is from sort of that area. Jerusalem. Well, I don't know if there is a Jerusalem team. Jesus is from Bethlehem. So is there a Bethlehem team? I don't know. There must be a... How many Israeli teams do you know? Uh, is it Maccabi Haifa? Maccabee I don't know any Israeli teams. Yossi Benayoun was yeah. Jesus in football in form. Benayoun was incredible. Yeah, he was good. Uh, they lost recently and fucked my bet up. Israel. Israel, yeah. Yuraka. My Oh, they're playing North Macedonia. Yeah. I, 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 that's I a stupid game to lose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah who it's loses really to North Macedonia? Like... Even Harangay wouldn't lose to North Macedonia. <laughs> no. no Harangay aren't losing to Harangay, to be fair. Yeah. Jack, I've had a Google uh, and I found out there isn't really a Bethlehem FC. They've missed a the trick there. The city only has a population of 25,000, so I think it's probably going to be a bit of a challenge to produce you know, a decent footballing side. But, fear not, there is a Bethlehem Steel. What a team. That's a team in great. the MLS, or at least in the US. They've got 19,000 seat stadiums. That's bigger than some Premier League grounds. So they can fit most of Bethlehem in there. And they, they are so MLS. They're so cool. Look at this logo. I'll put it on Instagram. But that is, the, yeah, they're the they're, coolest crest I've seen in my entire life. God, it's like Harry Potter. If they're on FIFA, I am playing with Bethlehem Steel. Wow, great. Not quite the, I don't think God would, maybe would God, would God support them? Mm, I found out the Jerusalem team as well. They're called Bytar Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, so they're Israeli top division. I do wonder whether maybe, or we discussed Series 2 being in Italy, maybe Series 3 could be in Israel. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've never been to Israel. They're top division, yeah. I feel like that could be probably high quality of football. I'm up for it. There you go, Season 3 confirmed already. Cool. See you there. Right, enough about Season 3. We're still in Season 1. That's a good point. Let's talk about the second half. Um, it was definitely even in the first half. If anything, Herne Bay looked, looked the better side. That really did change, didn't it? It did massively change. Um, yeah, I feel like Haringey really came out to play in the second half. And uh, well, to be fair, Herne Bay kind of created their own mistakes, didn't they? They kind of yeah, they made two stupid defensive errors, which led to goals. But I think that's what good sides do to you. Good sides make you make mistakes, right? So. Two pretty good centre backs were playing hospital passes to the keeper, and yeah, keeper was not happy about it, was he? Keeper was a pretty scary guy. He sounds a bit like Giggs, if everyone knows who Giggs is. I thought he meant Ryan, not Ryan Giggs, <laughs> um, the grime artist Giggs, who has just the most amazing voice, and it's perfect for grime, but it's also quite scary. You wouldn't want to hear it on a football pitch behind you. You'd probably be a bit shaken up. Yeah, I mean, I was reading post-match that perhaps uh, Hernbay's shaky defence was down to the number of changes they'd made. So it was a new signing called George Camurasi playing his first game, and he was the fifth different keeper in seven games. Uh, wow. So that is a lot of chopping and changing, right? Yeah. What's happened to all these keepers? Like? <clears throat> what I like, though, is how angry he was on his debut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. What a debut as well. God, he's he shipped free. Yeah. He kind of uh, occupied a lot of our chat in the second half, didn't he? So is that it? Game over? I think, I think that could be the end of that. I think uh, Haringey has been the better side, to be fair. We're saying goodbye to another team. doesn't get easier. It's got a little bit easier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, not yeah. I, I was completely in love with Croydon because we haven't really had a chance to fall in love with her, but yeah. Not yet. No. I, I kind of get we're not going back to the town. Yeah, because it was nice and we didn't get to go on the pier and stuff. Yeah. Gorgeous, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
but no, the second half, different game, Harangay just came out. No, I'm not saying that, Harangay made two stupid errors, just the last two goals. Yeah, the keeper's not been happy, is he? The Harangay keeper has been shouting his defence the whole game. Yeah. To be fair, they've made some pretty bad error. Pass back to the keeper that was then, this keeper was tackled, basically. Yeah. And for anyone who's not familiar with the Herne Bay keeper, he looks pretty scary. Like, he, he looks yeah, hard. he does look hard. He looks like a Bond villain. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to upset him, basically. Yeah, as this is centre backs have today. If I was a centre back, when a whistle plays, I'm going straight to the coach. I'm yeah, going to get in the coach. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, I'm sitting next to the manager at the front to make sure he <laughs> beat me up at the back of the bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh well. They play well first half. They should hang their, you know, heads high. Hang their heads high. <laughs> hang their heads high. <laughs> their heads in high um. so 3-0 we are no longer Harringay fans we are now Harringay Borough FC fans we are Harringay Borough FC fans and I'm very happy to be one as well so am I but I have noticed a trend a worrying trend I don't know if you have <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about every team we support loses yeah we're not we're an unlucky child aren't we this is worrying are we we're going to really good teams teams that I love are we are we hurting them are we letting them down would Croydon still be in the competition? So if that's we... four consecutive games, isn't it? You're, you're saying. Yeah, and we where we've not seen our team win. It's mm. worrying, isn't it? So who have Harringay got in the next round? They've got Staines Town, which is a town near where I grew up. I think yeah. most people will know it from Ag. Yeah, I think so. I I went to school near Staines, which is near where you live. Yeah. Um, and there was a rumor that it was going to be renamed St Ames because it had such a bad reputation. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's? Is that, uh, legit? is that a good idea? Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's legit. Sounds like a shit rumor, doesn't it? Did you hear that in school? Yeah. 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 It's one of those ones. But it's called Staines upon Thames, right? I think that's their way of trying to make it a bit more gentrified. Yeah. St. Ains upon Thames town. Yeah. I don't think Staines is that bad. I think it's a bad rap. Then. Yeah. We'll see. Well, um, I'm sure they'll be have a bad rap after Harringay beat them. Batter them, yeah. yeah. So that's what Harringay's about. They'd be a bit embarrassed. Yeah. Making their keeper furious. And... Yeah. At least Staines on the pitch. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Fantastic, really looking for the next game. Come on, Harringay. Look goodbye to Bay. Like I said, we gave Bay a lot of flack, which pretty undeserved. They're a good little side. Yeah. And good luck to them. And it's worth noting the prize money for that game was pretty big. Uh, let me just double check. I think it was four and a half grand. So wow. that's a considerable money for Harringay Borough to take Absolutely. with them. You said they had a lot of money coming through last year after the game against Wimbledon. It was four and a half grand, but Herne they got fifteen hundred, which is nice. It's not bad at all. They could, yeah. they could all take a trip down to uh, Thingy's place. What's it called? De- Dean's place. Dean's place. Yeah, good idea. If they can get in the door, if they can get through the door. As yeah. I know, it's always surely right. they're like honorary guests. Dean will usher them in and reserve them a table. Unless Dean supports whatever rival clubs in the same town, yeah. that could happen as well. Like Margate probably. Or Dean just hates football. He loves cricket. He loves cricket. Pretty likes fishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the true <laughs> king sport. Uh, should we? Should we do the final bit that we need to do before we finish the pod, Jack? You mean Neil Warnock? I mean Neil Warnock. And I, honestly, today is a cracker. Let's let it roll. I got back to my office and my best mate, Paul Evans, was waiting there for me. Sharon, Amy and William were there too. Sharon had been crying and the kids knew why she was so upset. It wasn't just the football. Not just because of the re- result. 20 minutes or so after the game had ended, Sharon and William were sitting in my office when film actor Sean Bean, who is a Sheffield United board director, burst in with his girlfriend. He was obviously the worst for wear. He wanted to know where I was. Sharon told him, I was doing a press conference and I'll be back soon. So Sean Bean started swearing at her and my five-year-old son. It's your fucking husband that got us relegated, he said, pointing at her. He's a fucking wanker. That's Sean Bean, the tough guy actor. Some kind of tough guy, eh? Reducing a five-year-old kid and his mum to tears. 
Kevin McCabe apologised to me when he learned what had happened and said he wouldn't tolerate that kind of behaviour. He would consider taking action regarding Sean's position as director. Well, I won't hold my breath. I was livid to begin with. I wanted to go and find him, but Paul told me not to waste my time with him. He might be a film star, but he wasn't in my eyes that afternoon. At a board meeting once, he made a big show of how... (laughs) Sorry. At a board meeting once, he made a big show... At a board meeting once, he made a big show of how he wanted to make an important point about something he'd spotted to improve the club's fortunes. We all waited expectantly. Do you think Captain Blade has served his purpose and should be removed? He said, as if he'd unearthed something vital. I think we should get rid of him. That was it. That's all he wanted to talk about. The team mascot. The fluffy thing that stood on the touchline. Captain fucking Blade. That was the extent of his contribution. Madness. Absolute ridiculous. That's the weirdest chapter yet. It's probably the weirdest chapter of any book I've ever read. Last week he was talking about Fergie and sort of what Fergie was up to. Now he's talking about Sean Bean. Sean Bean, but this, I thought Sean Bean was really nice. I was going to say, yeah, he's really, I thought he was honourable. He was so honourable at the the Battle of the Trident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, um, this is unprecedented. Yeah. I don't know how to react. Not do I. I'm shook to my core. <laughs> Oh, he's made Sharon and William cry and <laughs> yeah. all sorts. And then, I wonder if Sean, Sean Bean reacted to this yeah, claim. Yeah. Sean, if you're listening, get in touch. Yeah, uh, Did you really want to get rid of Captain fucking Blade? I like how he bursts in with his girlfriend a little worse to wear. So he's basically he's, playing, he's got a girl on his arm and he's like half cut. Yeah. Like, so this is mental. It's unbelievable. Oh, well, I feel like, yeah. I think this is, this is um, pre-Game of Thrones as well. Yes, Almost this definitely. is post Lord of the Rings pre-Game of Thrones. This is Boromir, but not quite. Not quite. Ned, Ned Stark, yeah. I wonder yeah. if he's waving around a sword as well in person. I'm not sure whether this is an incredible excerpt from a book or ridiculous again from Warnock. Yeah, I just I can't I I can't I'm, I'm not going to call Warnock a liar. He's not a liar. This happened. This is not fake. This but I'm true. how desperate are you to watch the press conference in which Sean Bean suggests they get rid of Captain Blade? It wasn't a press conference. It was a, it was a board meeting. To be a fly on that wall. Yeah, incredible. Warnock's sitting there stunned, and everyone else is pretty. Get rid of him. Everyone's pretty brown nosing Sean, loving Sean, and Warnock just hates him. Absolutely. To be uh, fair, Sean's career's tailed off a bit, isn't it? Whereas Warnock's is on the rise. Warnock's still at Cardiff. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's fucking nuts. I feel like we are um, qualified, though, to criticise this book, you know, to any extent. You write for a paper which will remain nameless. I don't write for a paper. Well, you work for a paper that will remain nameless. Yep. Herne Bay Gazette, if you're listening. <laughs> Shout out. And I, I'm a published author. Are you? I am. I, I mentioned this to you. Um, I wrote a poem when I was 10 years old about Stephen Gerrard, and I think it would be a nice note to go out on, if you're willing to listen to it. I know you're not a, not a big Stephen Gerrard fan. <clears throat> so most of our listeners have just stopped the podcast. So you're talking to probably just me yeah, now. So, just, just so between... that's fine, I guess. I don't mind being the one person listening to it. Um, I wish we said, said, said and obviously all the people who read the book that's that as well again I think you're just <laughs> just you just me there but no. anyway uh, so this go. was Alex Rowe oh do you want the music over this one as well no I just want the, the hardcore words okay cool. but this was Alex Rowe 2005 just after Liverpool won the Champions League <clears throat> Stevie G Stevie G where have you been I hope not to London you know what I mean old Jose Mourinho's all talk and no show if you left Liverpool there'd be one way we'd go one night in May, AC came to call. We were 3-0 down, but we drew 3 all. Shevchenko we feared, but Crespo scored two. Maldini the captain, he scored first. Four minutes in, 
Liverpool were burst. The blows came from Crespo, who was looking for more to add to that growing AC score. Half-time came and Rafa was positive to win the game for the boys to get on with. Gerrard said, let's go out and win. And Liverpool really started to spin. Out of the tunnel, Liverpool came. Football faces in full flame. Gerrard kicked off with an awesome header. Most people call it the Liverpool shredder. In the shootout, Liverpool won. It all turned out to be a bit of fun. Jersey shaking and putting them off. But AC, they took it serious enough. Gerard lifted that beautiful cup, taking his team all the way up. Wow. Did you like that? That was beautiful, man. That was really sweet. Ten-year-old me loved Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I mean, you still love Stephen Gerrard. I do still love Have those feelings uh, subsided? Probably not. No, if anything, they've got bigger. What did you say about the shredder? Yeah, I don't think people do call it the Liverpool shredder. His his header was called the Liverpool shredder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that Liverpool really started to spin. I've heard pundits use that term. And also, Gerard said to everyone, let's go out and win. (laughs) In a sort of jovial... (laughs) Oh, good advice, Gerard. Yeah, Yeah, let's go out and win. Um, That's great, man. A nice nice note to end the podcast on. Yeah. Taking me back nearly 15 years. You should be proud of that. Thanks, mate. Uh, Do you know what else we should be proud of? I think this has been a lovely podcast today. This has been one of our better podcasts. Really enjoyed it. One of our better games, one of our better podcasts. Should we, uh, well, should we sign off? Absolutely. Um, See you next week. See you next week, mate. We've talked about two HBs in this podcast, Haringey, Borough and Herne Bay, but there's another HB we want to mention, don't we? There is a more important HB in both of our lives. We should just give a shout out to our friend Harry Birch, HB, uh, who got engaged just yesterday. Uh, congratulations, Harry. Well done, mate. Yep, and to Jamie as well. And to Jamie as well. Yeah, she's done something.